listening to Female VC Lab, a podcast that showcases the journeys of female investors. My name is Barbara Bickham, and I am an award-winning CTO and VC that teaches companies and investors about emerging technology. I am sitting down with female VCs and investors to talk about their funds, how they invest, and how they make an impact. Good morning, Irina, and welcome to the Female VC Lab podcast in one line. Can you give me your name, your title, and the name of your fund or where you invest? Sure. Hi, Barbara. Thanks so much Hi. for having me. So excited to see you and hear you. My name is Irina Borkan. I'm a managing director of a fund called Golden Seeds, uh, and Ooh. we are a uh, angel investment fund that invests in women-run businesses awesome we'll get more into that in the number two question the yeah, thesis okay. thing. but <laughs> what inspired you to become an investor or a, a venture capitalist so for me it's a two path process so one i want to invest and make money i think that's you know a reason a reasonable reason to do that but the when i was looking at where to do that i wanted to make sure that I'm investing in something that matters to me and mm-hmm. I can understand, but also I'm in a group that can educate me and teach me about various things that maybe I knew, maybe I didn't know, maybe I didn't know that I didn't know. So that's how I found Golden Seeds and all of these things aligned at the at this fund because the, the thesis of our investment aligned with what I was interested in, looking at, saw the need for. Mm-hmm. And the way the fund is structured is there is a lot of support and education for investors to make sure that whatever we're doing is actually benefiting the companies we are investing in, our portfolio companies, in really the whole space, which was very important to me uh, to continue my growth and education in this field. Excellent. So tell me a little bit about the investment thesis of Golden Seeds and what's the motivation for that? So Golden Seeds started about 15 years ago. I think this year was our 15th um, year anniversary in New York by a few ladies who had this idea that women run companies, women founders have a bit of a harder time raising capital than their male counterparts. And there are very many reasons for it. There are studies that show why that is and how during this time things have changed and in what direction and whether for better or for worse. So these ladies really saw a need for it. But then they also started uh, looking at the fact that the women, the companies that have women executives and founders actually perform better than those who don't. And diversity is very important in companies and spaces like that. So not only were they or are we now helping women raise capital, we also feel like this is how we secure our funding is by investing in companies that were already predetermined to have success because their management team is diverse. 
There's also lots of studies that talk about, you know, how women com- women-run companies perform in terms of revenues, in terms of spend, in terms of investor dollars. So the thesis of the fund is women-run companies for these two reasons. We do help women get funding, but we also in- ensure that this is where our dollars are going and the companies that are uh, representing our investment are diverse enough uh, to support it. That's great. So what are you currently listening to or learning or reading these days? In my in my day job as the CFO, I'm <laughs> reading a lot of compliance and financial documents, to be honest. But I do have this book that um, actually the chairman of the board of my company gave me, and it's called, I'll show you, Barbara. It's uh-huh. called what Sales Growth Secrets of Silicon Valley. And Sales like, Growth Secrets of Silicon Valley. Yeah. Who's that by, Irina? Bill Conifer. Yeah. So what's for our audio here? audience? Huh? For our audio audience. Oh, <laughs> audio audience. I, what's funny in here? I'm going to try to find it. I was showing this to somebody the other day. So it says here on the first page. Where does it say it? Something about if your company is. Oh, here. Caution. Unless you have a sellable product or service in a large market, competitively priced, the secrets of this book will not work. Oh, so, okay. Good like, to know. Good to know. So sellable product to service in a large market with competitive pricing. So that was very interesting when I opened it up and I I said, shouldn't you not have a company if it's not like that? But then I thought about somebody did need this disclosure. (laughs) (laughs) So this is very interesting to me because when we look at companies that come to pitch to us and to present to Golden Seeds, Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not just Golden Seeds. I'm sure every VC can relate to this, but sometimes companies come to them and they really can't answer these three things. And they're, and they're very simple. And then they're three very simple things. So that it's, but this is the point of this book. I was, I started reading it and I was joking with someone about it. I'm like, should I read the rest or no? Because if I say yes, do I really need this? It's funny, but. If you have that, then yes, you should be reading and you should be investing and continuing that process. I don't know if that answers your question of what I'm reading and what am I listening to, but um, this is part of it because I am a little bit on both sides of the spectrum in terms of an investor and also a CFO of a company. So I do want to read things like this, but on the other hand, I read a lot of regulatory and compliance things because mm-hmm. in, you know, I'm in the digital assets, crypto blockchain space. A lot of things are changing. Very yeah, there's a lot of stuff changing really quick. Yeah. So yeah, daily, like, you know, before, before I go to bed every night, I read, I read about our competitors a lot. So mm-hmm. that's, there's a lot of fintechs out there. There's a lot of blockchain. There's a lot of fintechs, a lot of different kinds of fintechs. Yeah. And a lot of and competitor, com- Competition can be defined very broadly in terms mm-hmm. of you know, whether it's the same space or it's the same type of VCs they go to raise money from, or even hiring and the practices of hiring. You know, for example, working mothers right now is a big hot topic. How do we keep them engaged in this spa- in this time of you know having to work from home and all the children at home and all of that? So I, I read a lot of industry things like that what is everyone else doing what are the regulators looking at there are a couple of that's critical coming up that 
like you can't just have one opinion about these things it can't be just black and white and there's always this gray area about everything so i try to get you know different opinions about things as much as possible that's important and because also blockchain crypto space is global you also have to be up on what's happening everywhere else it's not just here yeah some things you can just be concentrated on the united states only but because it's crypto depending upon you know, where the company is, where it's, things are being developed, all these other structures, and actually where you're placing your product, you got to know different stuff. You have to, compliance is in many different areas, potentially. Oh, yeah. So it's, and, and compliance follows each other. So what's happening yeah. right now, like, for example, in the UK, right, the FCA is coming out with some regulation, which is affecting me, my company very much. It's, we have a little bit less of a our fingers on the pulse there, but we still, we really need to be. So we, at my company, we have, you know, our Slack channel and everybody posts interesting things that they find in there. And that's what I do every day is just look at what's out there. What are people doing? What are people reading? What are the regulators reading and saying? Because they're getting their information from somewhere. For sure. example, the FCA, there was a crypto issue that was identified but if you don't really know the intricacies of it, then you may be really overregulating. Maybe overregulating. Yeah. Yeah. And reactionary. Government's always a little bit reactionary. Yeah, exactly. But as a company, then as a user or someone who's building a business around it, we really need to understand exactly what it is that they you know, like or don't like and how it relates mm-hmm. to us. Because if we just say in general, no one likes crypto or make general statements about regulation, that doesn't really work either. No. There's a lot of mud in the <laughs> Well, and, and like you said, it's life isn't black and white anyway. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, the more opinions not. we hear, the better. That's what I try to focus on. Cool, cool. So, Irina, if we're having a conversation in two years, and hopefully it won't take two years, but two years from now when we're having a conversation, how do you see investing or venture having evolved in two years? So, it's a very interesting question because, so first of all, there's a lot of companies, even like startups that are coming up to help the investing process on both ends. They're trying to help the investors and they're trying to help the companies. There is the crowdfunding softwares and there is yep. um, a lot of crowdfunding coming up. A lot yeah, of crowdfunding. And, and there are companies that help streamlining due diligence or mm-hmm. streamlining the pitching process. A lot of automation. And I think the amount of companies that are coming up is just huge. And as investors, how do we find them? How do we pinpoint the ones that we want to look at that fo- follow our criteria? I think how it's going to change is it's going to become quicker from beginning to end. The, That's the a good thing. It's a good thing. You it's mean the time good, frame to deploy capital? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and to raise capital. Because right now what I'm seeing, and we see this at Golden Well, seat. raise slash deploy, either way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we see this and we, we talk about this a lot uh, with other VCs and investors. CEOs should not be wasting slash spending their time pitching. They should be building their companies. But 100%. that's very often the opposite. And very true. When are you and maybe okay, so then if the company is big enough, they hire help some help. They maybe hire a CFO, they hire 
uh, operations people, marketing people. And some CEOs are really good at fundraising. Some CEOs are really good at building companies. And true, they really. I remember talking to one, and they say, "You raise one round, you take one weekend in Hawaii, you come back, and you start raising the next round." And it's on the CEO who's going to be running the company and building the product and delivering the promise that you promised the first VC. Right, the first set of investors, whoever those right. may be. VC, yeah. it could be angel, you know, whoever those uh, sets of people are. Yeah, and for angels, I don't know who it's more important for, but it is important for us to know that the company can raise the next round, but it's also, yes. you know, so we can exit or whatever, or someone else can but, come in with mm-hmm. us and mitigate our risk a little bit, but... It is also important that the company actually survives in its product, like it says in this book. What if you stop and lose what? one of those things? Like execute. You have to execute. You raise the round. Now you have to execute on the round. Because really, taking the weekend in Hawaii and coming right back and going, I'm going to raise round two right now, everyone's, I would look at you funny. I'd be like, yeah. what did you do with this other money? You just yeah. got this, like literally a week ago. Yeah, you already spent it on Hawaii, so you didn't even take a staycation. (laughs) You didn't even do a staycation. No, I think the point was of that was I I get your point. You're always raising, right? You're always raising. You're always thinking about it, and we're having this discussion uh, internally in my company right now. Is we really shouldn't raise until this thing is ready, right? This product is ready. Yeah, a little more ready. Granted, or whatever, because if we raise now, it it's not a good idea because we potentially would devalue ourselves but so investing in two years or in maybe a shorter period of time it really shouldn't take that long for ceos and founders to get their funding and i think that's where the change is going to be i don't have a solution of how that's going to happen but i think you touched on it a bit you said automation bringing in automation and speeding up these processes, either the no process or the yes process, either either part either half, is it becomes powerful because then at some point you have to like as the CEO then go, okay, now I need to execute. But then two, I think part of the issue, at least from a female side, I'll just say from the female side, is we don't often ask for enough runway either. So oh, yeah. if we raised so much money. We already ran out because we didn't think, okay, really, I should have asked for maybe a couple, couple more bucks. <laughs> and then, no, but this is a part of the issue as well. Like, you're always fundraising because you didn't fundraise enough in the beginning. It's, it, and it is a catch-22 because there are trade-offs. The trade-off is how much are you willing to give up for the amount of money you're willing to get? Yeah. And then, but then, too, you have to execute. So... It's a hard, it's almost like a triangle balance. It's yeah. quite a balance there. Yeah, you touch on an amazing point that women do ask for a lot less, but then they can do a lot more with that. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. is not a blanket statement. This is something no. that's been proven you know, by all kinds of Factual, studies. I mean, there's many studies uh, out there. <laughs> yeah, and, and a good diverse team makes sense because you do want everyone on your team. But another point of that is, and maybe I'm a little bit biased because at Golden Seeds, we do a lot of that, is investors educating their portfolio companies and founders and really listening to them. Because if we do see somebody coming in and asking for too little or maybe their own deal or their own valuation, the VCs and the funds, they should be in the position to advise about that. And, 100%. Um, Sometimes the founders know and sometimes they don't want this unsolicited, unsolicited advice. But this might also be changing a lot where 
founders and CEOs go to VCs not just for a check, but for some sort some other support as well. And I'll tell you, when COVID hit in March, when everything stopped in place, that yeah. one almost in one day, mm-hmm. what Golden Seeds did is there was a group created within the fund is, and they called all of our portfolio companies and they mm-hmm. said, what do you need? What, what are you doing? What's happening? What do you we need? The if they we say nothing, the we hang up the phone and we walk away. We, we did the same thing as well. <laughs> yeah. And we're on fire. Like a couple of them were like, we're on fire. We're like, okay, we're not trying to let you... But if you, but that I'm agreeing with you. If you can also have resourcing around your finance, then really, how do you get the company to the next round? It's very difficult. Yeah, that's what kind of came out of that. Some companies were like, "Look, we're really struggling. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know what to do." And we said, "Okay, you know, how about I fill out your PPP application? Like, how about right. I start at least there, or whatever." And then some companies were like, we're on fire. And we said, do you want to raise some more money while you're on fire? Do you want to put the fire out? What do you want to do? (laughs) Yeah. Or while you're, there's a couple of them I'm talking to now. And they're like, we're net positive. We have all this cash. But don't you want to think about it long term? And it it was very successful. Investors had the funds and we were looking for things like that for companies that are going to come out ahead. The other ones are also portfolio companies and we don't want to lose money on them. So we, there was a lot yeah. of help being put into it. So I guess maybe for, from the CEO and founder perspective, the VCs may become more of a friend and not just a check and a board seat. That would be good. I don't know if I'm experienced enough to know if it's already happening but I, I just noticed in the last even six months it's happened. I think so. I think it, I think a lot has shifted in the last six months, yeah. several months. And so I think I'm agreeing. I think people are looking more for, and I call it ecosystem building, community building, however you want to call that, versus just an investment check. Mm-hmm. Another thing I think that's potentially going to change is what Golden Seeds has been pounding at. More investments in women, more investments in diverse groups. There are various other diverse groups that maybe don't have as many studies done about them, that the women versus non-diverse groups running companies. But I think there's going to be a lot more. There are a lot of those studies as well. FYI. Yeah, I, I know you do them, actually. I, yeah, I know, I know you, about a few of them, actually. Right, and you do them in LA and locally. And yes. I've referenced them before, but I do think that the investment, I don't know what the word is, landscape. Community. Going to sh- yeah, community is going to shift and really realize that they need to be maybe a little bit more open-minded. And That's good. And I mean, every, all of us, we catch ourselves on this all the time. We all want to hang out with everyone who looks and sounds and <laughs> has the same interests as you, but that's not always the best for your investment decision. Very true. And I think that's going to change. But it has to change. It, it has to change. Yeah, yeah, because there are some so. groups that are in, in positions that are less favorable to get funding than other groups. 100%. And they, but that doesn't mean they perform any less. No, actually they outperform as well. Because <laughs> the amount of money and the, and the performance, yes. Yeah, but I, I'm a big kind of supporter, promoter, I don't know what the word is, of diversity of all the groups. We, we shouldn't be yes. excluding, we don't need any men on our 
group or we don't need any women. No, I don't believe, I don't believe in that either. Yeah. We, we need all of that. I'm an immigrant also, which I have a very different mentality towards some things, which really comes across sometimes in my company. And is it a plus or a minus? I don't know. We need to figure it out. A plus. It, it is a plus because you have a different perspective. See, if you look at it from a, a collective viewpoint, and like your perspective is just as valid as anyone else's perspective. And the thing is, ex- innovation comes out of that. You mm-hmm. put all the ideas together and you see which ones mesh well and which ones are the best. And you take those and you innovate. Without that, a piece of it's missing. Yeah. A piece of perspective is missing. True. That's important. I think, the, I think age diversity is now becoming very apparent as well because there's a lot yeah. of younger entrepreneurs that have been maybe even discriminated against before just because of their age and mm-hmm. lack of certain contacts that you just need because more people as you grow older. We also have a good mix of that at, at my company and at the fund, which is very interesting. Yes. Because uh, for investors, it's harder to find, especially angel investors who are maybe a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. As you bring that diversity in, sometimes that's where the good investments come in because some age groups understand them better than others. And that's true. We benefit from each other. 100%. And our children know how to use a computer and iPhone a lot better than everyone else. So. Hey, built in test group. That's what I always said. <laughs> built in what? Test group. Oh, built-in test group. That's you know, right. hey, you got the young people. You can ask them like, hey, how do you guys do X? Oh, we do this and use this. And I'll go, oh, okay, that's interesting. My daughter told me, oh, you should invest in TikTok because I'm on it all the time. I'm like, huh. TikTok, that's a very popular app. Yeah, I was like, I, I do look at what she does on her device. You should, absolutely yeah. should be watching that 100%. Well, you know, from a safety perspective, of course. Well, that, that too, clearly. Yeah, and from a digital currency, there are these games. Yes, there are. Play. Very familiar with it. They buy stuff from each other. and Yes, they do. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, huh, shouldn't this be more like a blockchain thing? Absolutely, 100%. Credit card that who knows where that goes. And why does my 10-year-old do this? And Yeah, all kinds of Lots of good test cases that you can see, hey, and how quickly they pick it up and Mm -hmm. things of that nature. So that's always interesting. Yeah. All right. Irina, how do people get into contact with you? So Golden Seeds is a U.S. fund. So we, we have chapters all over the U.S. Some of the bigger ones are in New York and Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. We host office hours that are open to anyone. And that's the best place to start because entrepreneurs can come in and talk about pretty much anything, hopefully their company, but they get a one-on-one half an hour with one of us, one of the members of the fund, one or sometimes more. So I'm, of course, Excellent. a little biased. If anyone wants to come to the San Francisco Silicon Valley ones, uh, we host those online now. And then after that, the biggest advice, I guess, for companies is just look at the criteria of the fund where you're applying, just so you don't waste time. So we have a very specific criteria about the management team. It doesn't have to be all woman management teams. Definitely make sure you understand the investment criteria for that and just what kind of product it is as well. We don't fund every type of company and industry. So... 
goldenseeds.com. Awesome. Thanks so much, Irina, from Goldenseeds for being our guest on the Female VC Lab podcast. Awesome. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Trail Ventures. Find and invest in the next billion dollar emerging tech company. Sign up for our exclusive content at https colon slash slash trailin T-R-A-I-L-Y-N.com to find out more. Find us on Apple on Spotify and on Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening.